John Butchko of Locked on Jets is here for Crossover Thursday as we talk about the clash of quarterback controversies coming up right now on today's episode of Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome to the Locked On Commanders podcast. Crossover Thursday. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free to this episode or to the show, rather, on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast every day. I greatly appreciate you coming through on a regular basis like you do. I am David Harrison, your host of Locked On Commanders, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday. And if you want to talk to me on Saturdays, Sundays, in between days, go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. Become an insider. You'll get text messages, news updates, all kinds of craziness straight to your phone. No hashtags, no apps, no sifting through your timeline. You get the straight dope from me directly to your phone. Again, join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to become a lock insider today. Let's bring in John Butchko of locked on jets and let's get this preview of jets commanders underway. Welcome jets fans and commanders fans. This is another crossover Thursday edition of locked on jets and locked on commanders jets fans. You're familiar to my voice. I'm John Butchko, the host of locked on jets along with David Harrison, the host of Locked On Commanders, ready to preview Week 16 Christmas Eve action, 1 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern uh, Sunday at MetLife Stadium, the Jets and the Washington Commanders. And you should know that this Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code all lowercase LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Well, David, great to be with you today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, John. How are you? Doing well. I'm actually going to be out on the West Coast this weekend for Christmas, heading to San Diego. So I'll get some nice. morning football on Sunday when the Jets uh, take on the Commanders. Uh, two teams that you know are not having the seasons the fan base has hoped for as we entered uh, 2023. Uh, David, what can you tell us about the Commanders' season? What can you tell us about the biggest story happening this week? Yeah, I mean, well, the biggest story this week is the quarterback, right? And and it's whether or not the Washington Commanders have made a mistake this season by not starting Jacoby Brissett from the start. And, and you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say sad, but for a lack of a better term, I'll use the word sad. It's as we go through the weeks, like the Sam Howell support seems to be dipping more and more uh, with each game. And, you know, coming into week 15 against the Rams, he had three games with a pick six in a row and, and there was a bye week in there. And so people had all that time to fester. You know how, you know, if you're struggling going to a bye week, it just gets worse. But if you're winning going to a bye week, then everybody's happy. And unfortunately, the commanders were on the bad side of that conversation. Then, you know, he comes out against the Los Angeles Rams, kind of lays an egg. And then Jacoby Brissett comes in for the last two drives of the game and, and lights lights up the Los Angeles Rams defense, brings them to within one score, has more passing yards and a better passing day in two series and Sam had the entire rest of the game. And so now, you know, mostly fans are, are wanting are kind of clamoring to see if the commanders are going to start uh, Jacoby Brissett. But even even in that game, you know, Ron Rivera said it wasn't a, a benching of Sam Howell that was pulling him with the game out of hand to protect him, uh, whether that's mental, physical or both is, is kind of up for debate. Um, I think it was a little bit of both because they also lost two offensive linemen in the course of the game to injury. Uh, both of them seem to be on their way back. Uh, anyway, we'll see how the week uh, develops for those guys. But then, you know, when when you see a, a production like that, and even Jacoby himself, we talked to him in the locker room after the game, and he said, it was some, one of us asked him, 
what do you say to Sam, you know, such a young quarterback when he gets benched like that? And Jacoby said, well, I wouldn't put it that way. He didn't get benched. The game was out of hand. So we put me and tell him, hey, just start now getting ready for next week. So even the guy who came in for the young guy, and, you know, it could just be a teammate looking out for a teammate. But regardless, the door is open. Um, so now, you know, there's a lot of people calling for Jacoby Brissett to be the starter. It's going to be Sam Howell. The question now is going to be, if things don't go well against a very, very good Jets defense, does Sam get pulled again? Because at this point in time, if you want to protect your quarterback and, and you're talking about Sam Howell, leaving him in almost protects him more than pulling him. Because if you pull him again, even if it's 28 to 7 in the fourth quarter, you're just going to open this conversation up even wider than it already is. Well, the top stories around the Jets this week are also at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. And the biggest one probably has nothing to do with the game. It's the whole Aaron Rodgers saga. Uh, I I think like the the phrase I've used to describe the New York Jets, it's been like the team unofficial team slogan the last couple of years is over promise and under deliver. And Mm. that's what you've seen a lot from the New York Jets. But um, the whole way Aaron Rodgers' injury has been handled um, takes that to another level where the it, it, Rodgers is going on the Pat McAfee show every week and floating the, the idea of like, oh, I'll be back this season, which is one thing. That's Rodgers. You know, everybody knows Rodgers. But the Jets themselves have been like really kind of pushing behind the scenes the idea that this would be the game that he'd come back for. We've been hearing it for like probably close to two months. Like, oh, they're, they're looking at week 16, at week 16, the Christmas Eve game against the Commanders. And, it's, and we've, we've, the word miraculous has been used about his recovery. Well, mm-hmm. earlier this week, Rogers goes on the Matt Caffey show and says, you know, it's not really realistic for an Achilles injury to be 100% after 14 weeks. So the Jets um, announced on Wednesday that Rogers will not play this season. Yeah. They've ruled him out for this week game. They've ruled him out for the last two games. But they're putting him on the roster. They're activating him on the 53-man roster. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Look, the the cut of fullback Nick Bowden, it doesn't make a difference. I'm not saying like, but only the Jets could like do something like this where they rule a player out, but they yet they activate him. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it's like because we can practice because he he was so they they brought him back to practice three weeks ago. And in the NFL, if you're on IR, you can practice with your team for three weeks without uh, being activated. And then at the end of the three weeks, you either need to be added to the 53 man roster and it's a clear spot for you or you're out for the season. So he wouldn't be able to practice the rest of the year. Now, how much are these three weeks of practice going to help him? I, I, I don't know. I'm, it's more of a story. Like I'm not upset about it and I'm not critical. I just like, don't really understand why they did it. (laughs) It's like a really fascinating thing to me because I don't see what's gained. So, but we'll move on. The other story is at the quarterback position for the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson, who's had a rough year aside from a reprieve a couple of weeks ago against the Houston Texans. He was, of course, supposed to be the backup this year. His status for this game is unknown. He's in the concussion protocol. And I would have to guess that if he's not ready by Wednesday when the team starts implementing the game plan, there's a good chance he's not going to be in the lineup on Sunday because even if he's cleared on Thursday or Friday at this point of the year, the games are meaningless. Zach Wilson's taken enough grief from the fan base. I don't know why you'd put him in with like half a week of preparation, even if he's ready. So it could be the veteran Trevor Simeon getting his second career start with the New York jets. He actually started a game back in 2019 on Monday night football. I think it was three for six for three yards and then suffered a season ending injury in it. Um, Simeon did some mock-up mop-up duty for Wilson last week when he left the game uh, at halftime. I think it was a little bit before halftime. Uh, Wilson left the game, but it could be Trevor Simeon. The Jets also have Brett Rippon. I'm sure that's a name that uh, Washington fans are familiar with because yeah. his cousin Mark yeah. Rippon uh, 
you know, won a Super Bowl in Washington. Or his uncle, I'm sorry, his uncle Mark Rippon won a Super Bowl in Washington way back when. So the quarterback situation is very up in the air for the New York Jets. One, one thing we do know is Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be on the team, but he's not going to be active for this game. So that's... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those, it, it's the tank bowl, right? Like a lot of the fans, I mean, I think most fans would probably agree like you turn on your favorite team you want to see them win but at the end of the at the end of the game if they lost you're still happy because you're protecting draft stock so it's it's kind of one of those conflicting times of year for for both sides but yeah i always thought the aaron Rodgers thing was was a little weird never thought it really made a whole lot of sense for, for them to try to rush him back especially if this this plan was still to come back with a rod next year and, and zach wilson i don't know john like you you'll have to tell me but i feel like zach wilson it, that that experiment has probably run its course uh, there in New York. So a lot of quarterback questions, like you said, on both sides of this matchup. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Zach Wilson's probably going to be traded this offseason. I, I think they should do it for Zach Wilson's own good. Um, the situation right. has just been, been really toxic in New York with the media and with the fan base. And they didn't, they did not give him fighting chance this year. I mean, the offensive line is not good. In fact, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I'm not convinced the Jets are a playoff team right now. I think they have more wins. I think their, their offense is not, would not have fallen to the depths it's fallen to. I mm-hmm. think you know clearly this would be a better team with Aaron Rodgers, but the offensive line's a huge mess for the New York Jets right now. We'll get to that in a little bit. And the receiver position outside of Garrett Wilson is not very good. This is just not a very well-built offense. But, well, Jets fans and Commanders fans right now are looking forward to the offseason because neither team's going to make the playoffs this year. But we still do have this game to get through. And ahead here on this crossover edition of Locked On Jets and Locked On Commanders, we're going to look at some of the key matchups that David and I think will decide the game. You should know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Heading into this Sunday, the New York Jets are three-point favorites at home against the Washington Commanders. And Jets fans are used to me saying this. I say it every week. The over-under 37.5. That seems awfully high. I think in most Jets games, you're probably better off betting the under, but you can make your own decision. Again, at FanDuel, new customers get $150 in bonus bets when when winning any $5 money line bet. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, it's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets and Locked On Commanders your first listen every day. I'm your, I'm John Butchko, the host of Locked On Jets, along with David Harrison, the host of Locked On Commanders, getting ready for Week 16 action in the NFL. This is the Jets' 10th game at MetLife Stadium this season. Uh, this will be their ninth and final home game. They also had a quote-unquote road game against the New York Giants. Um, and it's the final Jets game at MetLife Stadium this season. David Commander's second trip to MetLife Stadium, I believe. Uh, what do you see as the key matchups in this game? You know, I think it's it's the it's it's the secondary, and, and you know, for Commanders fans, it's it's been the same the the same key matchup for pretty much every single game. But that's really what this boils down to is is can the secondary keep these receivers contained? And and I go back to what you said in the first segment there, where you know, outside of of Garrett Wilson, there's not really a whole lot to be uh, impressed about there, and. And I, I totally, fully believe you. The problem is this Washington Commander secondary has done a really good job of making some not so impressive people look really impressive. And then naturally impressive people like Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup are looking downright unstoppable um, in, in some of these matchups. And certainly 
in some moments. They did better against the Rams than they did against the Dolphins for sure. Um, but, you know, uh, you got a guy like Alan Lazard, you know, potentially out there, a, a crafty veteran who's kind of been around the block a little bit and certainly still has at least a little bit. And, and if if you you talk about a defensive back not matching in his own match scheme when he comes through the zone, uh, a wide open Alan Lazard can still catch a pass. And Trevor. So oh, I think that's, I think that's fifth would disagree with you on that. Would they? <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, you know what? He might have more than one opportunity to prove Jets fans wrong or, or more than one opportunity to prove them right. So. But, you know, when you look at like Trevor Simeon, you kind of look at it and say, and I know a lot of commanders fans are actually saying like, oh, man, Zach Wilson may not play. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play great. The commanders are going to mess up and mess up their draft stock just like they do every year. But when you think about the the, the potential of Brees Hall getting room uh, to operate and, and, you know, again, Garrett Wilson, you know, as the number one, like he's going to have opportunities to do damage. And then uh, even Alan Lazard, if he, he, if he if he drops a couple of opportunities, it's still going to have plenty to potentially make up for it. Now, you know, at the same time, like, I don't get the sense from this commander's team that anybody in there is giving up. Like, nobody is, you know, Cancun on three and, and, and all these things. Like, they're going to go out there and they're going to play and they're going out there to try to win and try to prove something and put some good things on tape. Um, so I don't think it's going to be from a lack of effort, but we've just seen so many bad communication uh, events happen within the secondary specifically. And especially since the trade of Chase Young and Montez Sweat, zero pass rush, putting pressure on the opposing quarterback. So, I mean, you, they've got, you know, time. And a lack of communication in the secondary just equals disaster too many times. Man, this is the stoppable force versus the move, movable object. Uh, the yeah, Jets, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I mean, the, the Jets' offense is just unbelievable. How bad they are. I mean, this is. I've seen a lot of bad Jets offenses through the years. I mean, I've watched two years of Adam Gase. I've watched. I mean, I can't tell you how many bad quarterbacks I've watched. But I, this Jets offense takes the cake. Um, it's funny because you're, you're talking about. Um, Washington making bad receivers look good. I mean, I think these these Jets receivers outside of Garrett Wilson can make uh, bad corners look really good. But the other thing you mentioned is that uh, the commanders haven't really had much of a pass rush. Well, lucky for them, they're facing the Jets offensive line. Uh, Jets offensive line has been a mess all season long. To some extent, you can give them a pass uh, to some extent uh, because they've had a lot of injuries. They've now put together 11 different combinations so far this season. Um, they've had to shuffle guys in and out, you know, lack of chemistry. But, you know, last week against Miami, I don't know how much you can say it's about the injuries. I mean, Mekhi Becton was supposed to be a starter. He was a top, he was drafted 11th overall three years ago. He's having an awful season. I mean, he's playing himself, himself off the team. Lakin Tomlinson was a guy they brought in last year from San Francisco to play guard. He's been a big disappointment. In fact, I think, you know, a lot of in retrospect, I think you can might say a lot of his success has been well, in San Francisco was because he played next to Trent Williams. And I know Washington mm -hmm. fans are I don't need to tell them how great Trent Williams is. Um, right. You know, center, you have Joe Tittman, a rookie. It's been up and down. I think he's been, kind of been dragged down by his surroundings um, mm -hmm. at right tackle Billy Turner, who was a former Packer, former Bronco, worked with Nathaniel Hackett before, Jets offensive coordinator, worked with Aaron Rodgers before. He's been maybe the worst tackle on the team. He may be the worst tackle in football this year. And really the only guy I can excuse is Jake Hansen, who's kind of like a practice squad dude who they had to call up because of injuries. But that was the offensive line last week. I think it's probably going to be the offensive line again this week. And, I mean, I know, I know maybe Washington's defense has struggled, but I don't like this matchup against, you know, Jonathan, Jonathan Allen, you know, they have Deron Payne. I mean, there are some games that I think are pretty, you know, pretty decent on the Washington defensive line. And 
I just don't trust these guys to block anybody. I mean, I think that, you know, as, as unconfident, this might be, this is a new record. Cause I bet like on most of these crossover shows, like the hosts are talking about how great their team are and how your, your team's not going to be yeah. able to like match up with our guy. We're like doing the opposite. Cause like <laughs> I have zero confidence in this, Jet, this Jets offense, especially like quarterbacked by Trevor Simeon. I mean, Washington may be having a rough year, but man, I, I wouldn't take this Jets offense to do well against anybody. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel you on that, you know, and, and look, I, I have some, some, some commenters on my show that, you know, we talk about keys to victories and all this stuff. And they're like, I don't want to hear keys to victories anymore. And it's like, yeah, I get it, man. But we, we still got games to play. We still got games going on. So that's what we're going to talk about. But you're right. I mean, look, this, these are two teams that are, that are near at the bottom of the league for a reason. And I mean, you know, you look at the commander's offense and you, you got a lot of 20 ranks and 30 ranks and, you know, on the defense side too, on the jets, you got a lot of 30 ranks. And, and I agree with you. Like, Offensive line struggles have certainly been a problem for the Washington Commanders as well, and I feel like against this Jets defense, like that's that's really where this thing is, is has the potential to kind of go sideways. Is if this offensive line can't keep Sam Howell, uh, you know, and any more comfortable than he already isn't. Like he comes in, you know, we talk about pressure being cumulative at this point in the season. Sam Howell comes into the game, you know, a little skittish, and he's getting out of the pocket too quickly. He's trying to get rid of the ball. You know, it was before it was he would hold on ball, hold on the ball too long. Now he almost tries to get rid of it too soon. And if he can't, he bails on the play too soon. And, you know, so now it's kind of an overcorrection. But then at the same time, you see that that spontaneous recovery where he goes back to holding on the ball a little too long in some pressure situations as well. So it's just kind of a of a mess all over the place. And then again, it starts up front. So if that Jets defense can get home and look, you know, to your point, this might be a game where we see Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen have kind of one of those signature weekends. Uh, and ironically enough, it would make a lot of Commanders fans unhappy, unfortunately. And uh, as down as I am on the Jets offense, I'm very high on their defense. I think that this is a defense yeah. with that's it's good everywhere except safety. Um, they, they've got a very deep defensive line that's that's talented. I mean, I think, you know, I was looking at that side of the ball. I think Quinn and Williams going up against uh, Chris Paul and Tyler Larson, that would be a matchup I'd look for. For, for the yeah. Jets to potentially exploit because you know he's not if you look at the statistics Quentin Williams is not quite having the season he did, he did he had last year but I got to tell you if you're watching him week to week he's every bit as good as he was last year he's he's having a, right. a, a tremendous year um I think Sauce Gardner versus Terry McLaurin is a really interesting matchup uh yeah. it's just two, two, two excellent players going at it you know it's and obviously that'll be a, a key a key to watch um so I think that, that you know it's interesting because I think that there's some really interesting compelling matchups like sauce versus McLaurin uh, when the Jets are on defense on offense when the Jets are on offense and the commanders are on defense I mean this is I, I don't know it may set football back a couple of years watching these two teams go at it yeah I mean Garrett Wilson against I don't know Benjamin St. Juice and or Emmanuel Forbes or Kendall Kendall Fuller like the, the commanders don't really have a guy travel so Garrett Wilson's basically going to get to line up against you know whoever he wants and and, and you know even Nathaniel Hackett I'm sure can scheme up some looks that he wants and you know, maybe get him on a slot corner like one. Uh, again, again I, I Jets fans may disagree with you. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett could do that. <laughs> Jets fans, are like, what is this guy even talking about? Stop talking about. Stop talking about the. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, that's why John's here. I'm don't take everything I say with a huge grain of salt. I'm not the expert about the Jets here. We but, we appreciate we appreciate yeah, you, you being magnanimous, but you're you're being too kind to the to the Jets right now, especially their offense. <laughs> it's all uh, right. Well, well we've you've fun. heard about what's going on with these teams. We've talked about the key matchups to watch. Let's get to predictions ahead here on this episode of Locked On Jets and Locked On Commanders. We're going to talk about what's going to happen at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. But as you watch the game, you're probably not going to want to cook. It's Christmas Eve. You're getting ready for probably a nice dinner. So for lunch, order DoorDash. You can open open up the app and have a great meal delivered to you by a dedicated dasher. There are lots of great restaurants in the New York area, also the Washington, D.C. area. One great one 
in Brooklyn is called Barano. Chef Albert DiMeglio opened this restaurant in 2016, and his menu was tailored to invoke the kind of dishes his grandmother cooked for the family. His calling card is fresh mozzarella handmade daily and serves smoked or salted with extra virgin olive oil. And he prepares old country giardinera, that's spicy pickled cauliflower, onions, and celery, and more that can go on anything, notably a burger with mozzarella. And right now, we have a great deal for you with DoorDash. You can get up to 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, it's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number two, number three. Subject to change, terms apply. Crossover Thursday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, week 16. We're almost to the end of the season. The New York Jets will host the Washington Commanders on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. You know, last time these teams met, it was 2019. We've gone through a lot in those four years. We went through a global pandemic. We've seen two name changes from the team in Washington. But these teams are very much in the same position where they, where they were the last time they met in 2019. It was it was a little bit earlier in the season. It was November, but the two teams were both having rough seasons. They were kind of out of the playoff race at that point. The Jets did go down to Washington and beat the Commanders. Will they repeat it? David, tell me what you think is going to happen in this game Sunday. Yeah, I'm not a big score prediction guy, but I do I do think the the the, the Jets are going to win this thing. And I just look at it like outside of tanking. Uh, you know, again, which I always say, like players aren't going to tank like. Uh, players may be unmotivated. Players may quit on each other. That's not that's not the same thing as tanking. But um, you know, outside of outside of an occurrence like that, I just I look at this as two offenses uh, that can't seem to really get right right now. Um, I think that you know, guy for guy, the the commanders probably on paper have the better offense, but performance wise, you know, it just it just really hasn't been there the last three weeks again. So unless that gets fixed this weekend, that's not going to change. Um, so then to me, it comes down to the defenses, and the Jets by far have the better defense and. If that's what it comes down to, then then the Jets win this thing. I think, like you said, I think what was 37 and a half points is the over-under for total points scored. I think 2017 is probably like the max that you should expect in this game, which is under that line. So I think you take the under on the total points scored, and then you probably I would probably go money line on the Jets to win this thing. I'm not taking points with anybody on this. I'm just going money line, just just played a little bit safer than usual. But yeah, I'm probably going Jets on this just because of what the commanders haven't been able to fix in the last few weeks, especially. I'm going against every fiber of my being in this one, and I'm taking the Jets. And I, I can't believe I'm doing it, especially after what I, the disaster <laughs> I saw on the field uh, last Sunday in Miami. But I think there are a couple, couple of things. Is I, I asked myself a couple of questions. The, the, it was a total no-show by the Jets in Miami, and I have zero faith in the Jets' offense to play a whole lot better. I do have a lot of faith in their defense, though. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to go. I think after they were embarrassed last week, they're going to come out and play better. You know, I don't. It's like you said, the players don't tank. You know, we, we may, we, we talk about it, you know, sometimes as a fan, you mentioned it yourself, you know, even when your team loses, you know, if at this point in the season, you're not so down because you know, it helps with draft position, but that's, that's not the way the players are. The players every single week, they're putting their resume out there. You know, they're, they're put, they put the film and the film that they put out, even in a lost season, even in a game that's meaningless means a lot when they're out there seeking a new contract. I think that I just can't see the Jets not, I think the Jets are going to come out and they're going to play with more intensity than they did last weekend. And I guess like the, the the question I ask is like of these of the four units the teams have, we'll leave special teams out for a minute, but like the Jets offense, Jets defense, commanders offense, commanders defense. 
which of the four units do I have the most faith in? And I think the answer is the Jets defense. You know, this is like a really good defense. I can't believe like I'm picking a team that could be quarterbacked by Trevor Simeon to win. I can't believe I'm picking a team with the offensive line the Jets have to win. I mean, I, I, Alan Lazard may have a couple catches in this. Alan Lazard's on fire. He actually had a reception <laughs> against Miami for the first time since November 12th. So maybe Alan go. Lazard is eating up, David. Um, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm going to take the under also. I, I've, right. You've been right. You've been right more often than you've not, but then you've been wrong taking the under with the Jets. Um, I'll guess it's going to be something like, I don't know, 13 to 10, some, something in that range. And yeah. I'll tell you a story. The only, so the only time recently the Jets have gone the over was two weeks ago against Houston. And it was, that was a scoreless game at halftime in bad weather. And you, I remember sitting there watching saying like, Oh, the other, the under's a lock right now. And the Jets went out and scored uh, 30 points in the second half. And they, they actually beat the over in that one. So I don't know, maybe something wild will happen, but yeah, I got the Jets. I think it's going to be a tight game. I mean, I don't think either I don't think either of these teams is going to pull away from each other. And I'll I guess I don't think it'll take the Jets. Jets will eke it out at home, thirteen to ten. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of the way I see it. You know what I mean? And I guess if you're if you're you know Commanders fans who want to see the win, and I know you know there are a good amount of Commanders fans. Like I said, they turn on the television, they want to see the Commanders win. But like you just mentioned, if they lose, you just turn to the mock draft board, and it makes you happy again. Um, you know, I guess the, the saving grace you say is like the commanders did better against the Dolphins and the Jets did against the Dolphins, especially when you consider that Tyreek wasn't playing against the Jets. So I guess that's your saving grace to say we, all, we always like to compare teams like, well, my team did better than your team against the same team. So they're better and all those things. But, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it's it's really going to be a pride fest. It's it's really what team wants it more. Uh, and then the talent that's on the field, you know, standing out uh, above the rest. But, you know, if you're if you're Sam Howell specifically, like this is a really good game for you. You come out and have a solid performance. And a lot of these questions about whether or not the team made a mistake, whether or not the team should move forward with you, uh, they don't go away completely, but they at least start to fade a little bit because everybody has respect for the Jets, uh, the Jets defense, regardless of, of the totality. I got one last question for you, John, before we really wrap this thing up. Robert Sala, is he the Jets head coach next year, you think? Yes, I think yeah. I think they should make a change. I think I think what's going to happen is the owner will look at this and. He, the owner, and this is not my take. I would make a change. I actually did a show earlier this week about why the Jets should make a change. But I think knowing the Jets as I do, they will give everybody a pass because of Rodgers' injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's I, I feel like that's what most NFL owners would do. Is like this whole thing was all in on Aaron Rodgers. You lose him four snaps, and like you pretty much, I don't say give everybody a pass, but like you don't you don't kill everybody for it. Well, David, it's been great chatting with you today. Yeah. I look forward to doing it again, you know, maybe in a couple of years, probably not the Super Bowl this year, but maybe in a couple of years, these teams will build themselves up into uh, better forces. All right. Well, anyway, this has been Locked On Jets and Locked On Commanders here on Crossover Thursday. I'm John Butchko, the host of Locked On Jets, joined by David Harrison, the host of Locked On Commanders, the man who said nicer things. The ni- man has been nice, said the nicest things you'll hear all season long on Locked On Jets about Alan Lazard and Nathaniel Hackett. Um, Jets fans, tune in tomorrow. We'll we'll talk about Jets commanders. We'll give you the final preview before the game. Commanders fans, tune in to David's show. He has great he has great things in store for you. Until then, take care, everybody, and enjoy your Thursday.
One last time, big thanks to John Butchko of Locked on Jets for coming through and hosting that crossover episode for me, for you, for all of us. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode. I will be back Friday for my final look at the New York Jets, wrapping it up with keys to victory. For those of you who do want to see the Washington Commanders play winning football throughout the course of the rest of the season. Until then, if you got comments or questions, drop them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly again. Join subtext.com slash locked on commanders to become a lock insider. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports today, the first ever national 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, subscribe to that, and check that out. Until we speak again, if you're out right about, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Commanders.